Amen. I want to go to the book of Ephesians tonight. Chapter number six. I'm going to be preaching from scriptures Brother Smith preached from a few weeks ago. On the armor of God. But I'm not going to try to do, undo, or do any better than he did. I'm just going to preach what I feel God's given to me. And I've, I've looked at this a lot of times. I was praying Saturday. I believe it was Saturday. And the Lord said to me, I was having some difficulties and problems. Things are going on. The Lord said to me, he said, it's nothing personal with you and them. He said, that is the enemy through them striking at you. Yes, sir. That done something to me. Done something. A lot of time we blame the individual for coming on us and saying things. But if there are weak in mind and places, the enemy takes advantage and uses them for his work to attack us. From that is where the Lord began to deal with me. And came on into and tried to minister to you tonight I was up Sunday night after I laid down couldn't sleep and the Lord began to take me back to this and I can tell you this it costed me a few hours of no sleep some wrestling and some attacks from the enemy and God said to me he said Everything you're going to get is going to cost you. Huh? Church, we need to wake up. I'm telling you, we're in a crucial hour where the end time is going to cost you more than you may want to pay sometimes. Hallelujah. Verse 10 there, Ephesians 6 and 10, Apostle Paul talking, said, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be, may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So he said, why you need to put on the armor of God? For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, Against the rulers of the darkness of this world. It's the world that we're fighting. That's why he said stay out of the world. Because huh? if you're in the world, you're joining the world in their fight against the church. Amen. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, Take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and have it done all to stand. Stand therefore having your loins skirt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith Wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. That's what Paul here talking to the church. The letters in Ephesians wrote to the Ephesus church. I want to briefly run through the book of Ephesians and show you what Paul was saying to the church. And I've studied this. In chapter 1, he told us about the spiritual blessings of God. Chapter 2 and 3, he told us that the church was universal. Then in chapter 4, he talked about the oneness of the church. 
being together in unity. Then in chapter 5 and 6, he talked about a new obligation for the saints, what they were obligated to do, that was to live differently than anyone else. Then he said, singing to ourselves in hymns and spiritual songs, ministering to ourselves, joyful praises. Then he come on down to the husband and wife, chapter 6 there, the latter part, and the parents and the children. So, you know, this is a good book for the church to make ourselves known with or to be, you know, know about and to be interested in. It's put a doctrine for the church. And then he come down to where it was. The latter part just prior to the, amen, put on armor of God. He was talking about the servants and the masters. And how we was to respond one to another. How to treat one another. Amen. And he summed it up with the Christian armor. What the Christian armor was. And okay, how you look at this. He made it the responsibility of the church. The responsibility of each individual. And it's not uh, maybe so, but it is a command. Like Brother Smith said, the word is. Because you see, he said there in verse 10. Finally, my brethren, when he got rid of through with everything, he said there's one thing left for you to do. Finally, meaning something remaining, or furthermore, you do this. He was saying, furthermore, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. Then in verse 11, he said, put on the whole armor of God. You see, Paul is saying, God's not going to do everything. It's up to us to put on some of God. It's up to, up to us to take on God and to make ourselves what God requires us to be and what he wants us to be. And by the grace of the Lord, I'm going to deal with the church tonight in some manner and us as individuals. And, and I'm not going to try to get in a hurry and rush through. Be honest with you, I got some outlines and notes that I wrote and God spoke to my heart. And I want to try to pass them on, but I want to talk about the title of my thought is Holding Our Ground. Holding Our Ground. You see, Paul said there was some things we must do in order to hold what we have. He was saying there's some things the church must do in order to hold the kingdom of God where God wants it, amen. And it working like God wants it to work. Amen. And I'm going to try to give you some Amen. He distractions tonight. You see, the word strong in verse 10, in the Greek means endulimus, almost like dunamis, with the Holy Ghost. It means to strengthen. So Paul would say, you may have something. But you need to get some more. You need to strengthen what you do have. Amen. Not grow weak. But strengthen. And he said that we've done that. In the power of God. By the might of God. Or 
of God. Not within ourselves. I hope tonight when the Lord gets through that you can see visually what I believe God has shown me that would help us a little bit along the way and to see the Lord as he is. Amen. We have lost our vision of God. We've lost our vision of Christ and the cross of Calvary. What it represents. What it means to the church. And we are too often dependent upon other means and other sources to bring ourselves through. Amen. And I'm guilty tonight. I'm going to tell you God is. I've been praying. I've been repenting. And I've been saying God. Something missing in my life. It's not like it once was Lord. I want to know where it is. I want to know what I can do God. To get back to where I was. And that is. I ain't backslid. I'm ready for heaven. But where are we? Pulling down the stronghold of the devil. Why are we destroying the works of the devil at? We're not sinning like we used to sin. It's not God's fault. God ain't changed. He's still got the ability to do it. He still has the same Holy Ghost. He still has the same power. So it's got to fall within the church responsibility. We're at fault tonight. Not God. Amen. You see, the word wiles of the devil in verse 11 is connected with evil doing. And Paul said in the evil days he was saying down some evil days are coming upon the church. He said you must make preparation. You must be prepared for the evil days. Let me tell you tonight, no soldier is put on the battlefield or goes on the battlefield until he is trained and prepared. And many times God is trying to prepare us or to train us for battle or warfare and we grumble and grind and mumble and all the time we say, oh God, I can't stand it no more. I can't take no more. And we're saying, God, I don't want to be no more prepared than what I am. Amen. Connected with evil, evil doing, also represents a device. Now we know that the devil is cunning. But he can't just walk in and take over like he wants to. Unless we let him. There are some in the church today he don't have to have no device. He don't have to have no message. They just sit there ignoring the fact that the devil's coming and after them and he just walks in and takes over. Amen. That's why so many tonight is falling away. We've been warned in the scripture that the hour was coming when it'd be falling away 
there'd be a state of apostasy coming upon the church. And many don't even know it's upon us. Many don't even know what we are fighting. The apostasy is a cooling off. And a denying of the faith. Turning away from God. Not from the church. Not from attending church. But turning away from the word of God. And from God. And trusting him. And believing in him. Because you see the enemy. Had to have a device to work with. He's got to have a way to work, amen. Paul mentioned about the worldly, the rulers of darkness and wrestling against the powers and rulers of this world. He said the darkness of this world. What the darkness represent? What is darkness? It's sin. So Paul said, hey, you're wrestling against sin. You're warned against the sin of the world that are trying to conquer the church and trying to smother the church out. You see, it represents an artificial method. See, the devil can't be real and he can't do it in the right way. It's always the presumption of looking like the right thing. And I get that directly. Amen. He's a counterfeit. So he's got to use something that counterfeit to God. And look like God, but he ain't the Lord. And many today are falling for the new ways, the new method that looks like God. And they are being deceived. Excuse me. Yeah. Little one. So, the devil has only one way he can work. And I can prove it to you in the Word of God. He can only work through deception, he can only work through counterfeiting, he can work through a lie. Making it look like the truth. Woo, help me tonight, God. So you see, it ain't a flesh and blood warfare. It's a spiritual warfare. We'll fight the spiritual warfare tonight. We'll fight the spirit. You must be spiritual. You gotta be in the spirit. Amen. You know the Bible said, when we said, brother, overtake it with a fault. You got a spiritual. Restore. Restore him. Now I've been saying, God, where is the spiritual? Woo. Why ain't we getting the backslider back? Why ain't we restoring our fallen brother? Amen. Some of them didn't intend to be there. They didn't willfully go there. Amen. It's like Jesus. When he lost that one sheep. Oh, this one, my outline. He left the 99 to go hunt that one. Ye that are spiritual, restore such a one. How many is left better? No one's caring enough to pray for them. Or maybe to visit them except maybe the pastor. Let me tell you something. Brother Smith is the pastor. Yes, sir, I he, am. He's a shepherd. He's a shepherd. He's a good pastor. Thank you. I told Brother Ben, yeah, now, I said, that man's a pastor. But all the responsibilities don't allow Brother Smith. That's right. That's right, Brother. He's trying to do it all right now. Woo. But there's the responsibility out there on us. That they should have to call on him all the time. Come on, they should be able to call on us. Or one of us and say, hey.
I need your help, my ships are going down. That's right. I need your prayer. I need your support. That's right. I've seen it work many times. The pastor will not even know that somebody in the church was actually helping somebody. Right. And bringing them back. Right. Seeing them healed. Saved. Delivered. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Many times happening outside of the church walls. Hallelujah. I'm going to deal with the church tonight. Holding what you got. John said in the third chapter of Revelation, I believe it was, he made a statement there talking to the church about the church that there was some already dead but he said strengthen that which remained yeah. yet is ready to die. Right. What he Preach on, brother. And some of you in this church if you don't find your Lord and go to praying you're dying. And you don't even know it. And he said the strength of that which remains. But yet they're ready to die. Otherwise they're breathing. Their life breath. That's why the enemy. Wants the church. But God wants us to be vibrant with breath. Woo. He wants us to be strong in the spirit. If the Holy Ghost, amen, we ought to be blowing the devil out till he him blown us out. I thought about something Brother Bennett said. The other day he said, quit toting him around. And I begin to think, maybe I've been toting him around, didn't know it. So I told him that day, I said, ain't riding no more, devil. On, Do you hear me? Get off. It's time to tell him to get off. Quit riding him. Let him ride your back. Come on, brother. Amen. He comes around talking. We sit there and talk like he don't mean nothing. You let him sit there and talk. He'll talk into it directly. Huh? He had to talk out of your salvation. I'm thinking you can't make it. Hallelujah. You see, the method that the devil uses through the world is a system. That's right. That's how he does it. That's how he does it. He's got a system he works through. He does that. Help me tonight. So it's a system, systematic thing. All that in the world, the politics, and everything out there now is a system of the devil. That's right. That's right, brothers of Babylon. Mm -hmm. Sometime I wonder when we boot. We vote for the system of the devil. And we don't know that. Huh? That's where we need to pray. That's right. She come on. He got him a good system this life go around. You better hold on, honey. Because he's taking us right where God wants us to go. We're headed there. So you see. What we're probably in, what has been from the beginning, is kingdom against kingdom. That's it. Amen. Yeah. Christ ruling from his kingdom. Right. And the devil trying to set up his kingdom and tear down the kingdom of God. Where is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is in us. He reigns in us. So how did he tear down the kingdom of God? 
Go ahead, brother. We got it. So. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I'm sure he likely just woke into God and said, God, I come to get the kingdom. Yeah. But he don't do that here. Cuddle up to us. Flip in, pat it on the back. Maybe buy us a few cold drinks. Give us a gift from somewhere. Said, boy, I think a lot of you. Huh? Okay, church. I've been saying this a long time. You better look around. If we don't give love one to another and stand one with the other, that devil's got a plan and he'll love them. Slam out of the church, run on in the hell. Huh? I've seen it work. He put somebody there. Woo! Now to talk some sweet stuff. Pat them on the back. Hug your neck. Tell your friend. Oh, I love you. I'd do anything for you. I took one of my grandchildren up there. I said, you don't forget. I used to be a sinner. And I used to be a man. And I never knew that a sweet thought from me. Huh? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I could talk to them sweet stuff, boy, when I was after something. Yeah, sir. I could promise them anything. That's how he works. So you see, <laughs> we don't embrace them. If we don't love them and have compassion, the devil will. Yeah. One of the very things that really attracted me and my wife to this church, and I've heard others say the same. Or made us feel so wanted when we felt such a love. Amen. Amen. Thank God. Yeah. But I can tell you, somebody's let it slip. Uh-huh. Praise God, I remain the same. Yeah. Yeah, come in this church and go out. And nobody never find out who they are. Did you know that young man and woman on the beach back this Sunday morning? Yes. I did. And they were gone for a new one. I wanted to find out. I know a Baptist church. When new ones come into the church, they go to them and invite them to dinner, take them home with them. No matter if they don't know them, somebody in that church. And they get a meeting at the table. And they love them. Next thing you know, they done joined the church. Yeah, they fed them. <laughs> they loved them. That's what they're hunting. Because we can't just feed them and love them. We got to get them saved. So she's kingdom against kingdom. Amen. It's a prone, two prongs at war against one another. God's got his throne. And the devil trying to set his throne up. Right. Amen. He wants to rule. And he will. During the tribulation period. He thinks he's going to have the throne. <laughs> but after it's all over. God's going to set up his throne on this earth. Amen. He's going to rule from the new Jerusalem. Right. And Jesus is going to be the king. Amen. So that's what keeps me happy. I'm saying, devil, you thank you, God, at times. But you ain't there yet. Amen. God got it in control. And God's going to be the life savior. And the Lord's going to rule it last. Hallelujah. He just happened his day now. But his day coming. When God's going to say it's over. That's a nice thing, man. But we got to be in the Lord to be there. Hallelujah. That's right. We gotta fight the warfare. Yes, we do. See, the enemy 
uses the world system to attack us. Amen. And I told her back. As I looked across this church. Now I'm thinking. How many families. Is fighting drugs. In their children. Alcohol. Prostitution. Come on now. And any other thing you can take her. Why? That's his method to get at you. He's trying to get you to bail out. He's trying to get you to give up. He's trying to get you to try to take no more. But let me tell you tonight, thanks be unto God, which give us a victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Don't you give up. Don't you give up. Amen. Amen. God gonna send a victory, man. Right now you're under attack. Right now you're in war. But God gonna win the war. Yes, sir. Both God. Amen. God will. You see, the enemy attacks the church as a whole, but he also attacks individuals. And he's doing that right now with some of us. It can be a physical attack, affliction. It can be stress. <clears throat> my doctor wondered why they can't get my blood pressure down. And this is a dangerous state most of the time. But I just walk by faith. And I said to him the other day, I said, Doctor, them people probably ain't gonna help me. Probably a lot of mine. Is stress. And I told him, I said, I got an incident, a situation in my family that's constantly gnawing at me, constantly hitting at me. Every day I got something. I said, stress will keep your blood pressure high. But I'm saying, in that God, you keep me. Go to the tenement. I want to take him what he's all worth. I could be reading the high too. He didn't think his medicine was working. It worked. So you see, there has to be a system for the enemy to work through. That system is the world. And he's using drugs, alcohol. Do you know where, well, you should know, where the most visual attack is upon us? It's in your mind. Huh? It's in the mind. There been some days I didn't know if I was going to last or not. Under such a mind for stress, trying to mentally break me down. See, he has to work on your mind. From your mind, it goes to your heart. Then get it in your heart. Then he's got the antidote to knock you out. But if we can guard the mind, and Paul dealt with that, the hammer of salvation, amen, guard the mind. How are you going to guard the mind? Quit letting him talk to it. Yeah. I told him in church one night and I visited a test but I don't think it was received too good. But I told him, I said, you need to quit courtshipping the devil around here. Some of you courting the devil instead of courting God. I mean, it come out before I knew it, brother. It had to be true. And that's going on in the church. Yeah. We're courtshipping the devil. 
We'll listen to what he's telling us. We'll let him set them by us. And, and he'll talk. And we'll sit there. Every time I go to pray, I have to guard my mind, Brother Robert. He'll come to me. He'll try to get me to think about fishing. He'll try to get me to think about what's going on over here. Or what this is doing that you ought not to do. Huh? And God helped me. I'm beginning to take notice. And I can tell him that, devil, I didn't come to talk to you. I come to fellowship God. I come to talk to Jesus. Amen. I tell him, yeah, boy. You can't hang here. Amen. He'll go to. Yes, he will. Right. Praise God. I got all the time I want. Yes, sir, brother. Preach on. Ain't nobody throwing in the hook. You see, Paul's giving the church the responsibility yeah. and obligations. Yes, sir. Now, here's what they want to get to. Come on, brother. In a war, our game. Now, maybe Brother Smith won't fall out with me about this. But I mean, this, this, I understood it this way. I've never understood much about football. They say, here's the offensive team. Here's the defensive team. I didn't know offense from defense. The Holy Ghost up with something. And I'm going to show you tonight the responsibility of the offense and the responsibility of the defense. Huh? But any time there's a war or there's a game, you got to figure a way or have a method to take the ground. You got to get in there and you got to take what you come after. Woo! You got to come up with your system or a method. You got to figure out how you're going to outfox the other team. Oh, that's all it is. And you're going to have to outrun him or tackle him and stop him. That's right. Well, God's kingdom was set up in that manner. There's an offensive and there's a defensive. Now, the offense... The plan of it started in the Garden of Eden. God created man in the image of God. We was God's property. We was God's creation. And God put him in the garden to have life eternal forever. He created man to be eternally saved and have eternal life. So the devil said, I got to come up with a method and a game to steal that. So immediately, God had opposition. He had an opponent. Why? The devil was after us. He was after mankind. He knew he couldn't get God. He knew he couldn't stop the hand of God unless he got to God's creation. So he comes to Adam and Eve. And there, he's an imposter, counterfeit, and he told half a lie and half the truth. Huh? We got a lot of preachers doing that today. They'll preach you enough of the truth. To bait you with the lie, get you to swallow that. Right. Right. <laughs> yes, sir. I knew this one was going to be shouting. I wanted God to hit me. I'm trying to get a point across. Go ahead, brother. So you see in that garden, the enemy through deception took away from mankind what God had given him. So God said, 
got to come up with an offense that I can go back and I can take back the ground that the devil took from mankind. I got to have a plan to go back and get man back under the tree of life and give him life and come. Now the offense is to go in and take the ground. Christ became our offense. Huh? God said, I'll raise up my son. I'll give him for the sacrifice. And through his sacrifice, he'll purchase back that that the devil stole. Huh? What did Jesus say to the disciples? Matthew 24 and asked him. What was the signs of his coming? The first thing he said, beware, lest any man deceive you. So the enemy ain't going to get us through flesh and blood so much or through fist fights. He's going to do it by deception. Deception comes by blindness. Blindness is not listening to God. Now, if Adam and Eve would have heard what God said in that garden, see, the devil blinded them. Therefore, he deceived them. And Eve got to looking at the tree. See, she got the courtship with him. Yeah. She got to say, well, maybe this guy ain't so bad after all. Yeah. But after he done stripped her of her righteousness, Mm -hmm. and left her naked in the garden then she realized she'd been took huh yeah. Yeah. be careful he'll strip you of your righteousness leave you naked and then he'll go off laughing about that's what he'll do mm -hmm. in fact some of you is fighting that warfare now. God just spoke to me. Yeah. He's trying to strip some of you now through deceiving you with perhaps friends and neighbors. And the next thing you know, it's going to leave you naked. And God ain't going to be there. You won't be in the presence of the Lord. So see, Christ became our offense in the wilderness in that temptation he went there started the mission of the father immediately the enemy said I got to stop this I got to cut him off and he come there and began to question him on his deity on his sovereignty and said thou be the son of God turn these stones to bread but Jesus told him, man shall not live by bread alone. That's what he said. I don't just live by bread. I live by the meat of the Father. Huh? Then he takes him to the holy city. Come on now. Carry him to the temple of God. Woo! Set him up on the pinnacle. And said, if thou wilt worship me. That's what he was wanting. Want him to worship, bow down to him. And he said, he just, Man shall not worship nothing but the Lord thy God. Yeah. He tried to steal his worship. Yeah. Woo. And somebody that ain't got to work on, he done got it. <laughs> I don't see what's going on. He worked on me too. But about a month ago, I said, God, I don't care what he tells me, I'm going to worship. I lifted my arms the other morning and worshiped. No devil said, Ain't nobody but you now. Got your hand raised. I said, Okay, devil. Huh? Woo! Come on now. So, 
supposed to take your worship and get you to look at something about the word. He's trying to steal the bread of life from you. And he's trying to take the worship out of the church. What is worship? It is praise. It is honor unto the one that deserves it all. Why is it? It's for the victory that has been given us at that cross. Our victory is Christ. And then at, at that cross, he delivered us the victory. So Christ went to the cross. I got to He died. Went to the grave. And resurrected. There's where it comes. The devil thought he had us. He thought he had him. He did. But on that third day, he heard a rumbling. He felt the earth was shaking and quivering. He probably said, oh, what's going on? Something went wrong. Something's wrong. And Jesus come up out of that grave. Roll that stone away. Amen. Walk out of that grave with the keys of the death and grave in his hand that went down into the heart of the earth and led the captain free. That was us. Amen. He went down into the heart of the earth, went to hell, and he let us free and liberated us. Amen. Amen. See, he was the offense. He took back the ground that the devil had stolen. I preached that scripture, St. John chapter 10, many times, which said the devil comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. And I always wondered how to steal. Steal means to take it unaware. Not knowing it's gone until you go down in a path. And it come to me. Just like it did Eve in the corner. He stole it. Through deception. Yes sir. So how's he going to steal. Through deceiving us. And if we ain't praying we won't know. That he's taking it. Till it's done gone. Okay. I hope I've established that point. Jesus took back the ground that God had intended for mankind. Amen. Trump, yes. But then Jesus and the Father had another plan. He said, now that I've got it back, I'm going to set up a system and a method to hold that ground. And to keep it right where God wants it. And he sent the Holy Ghost. To the church. And birthed the church. In the power of the Holy Ghost. On that day. And when he done that. And the church was resurrected. Woo. In the power of the Holy Ghost. And then the church. Became the defense of the gospel, the defense for mankind that's lost, the defense of the afflicted, and everything that man ever needed. That's right. God set it in order. Yes, He did. In the church. In the church. Yes, He did. Yes, He did. And expected the church to keep it there. When Peter walked up to that lame man, he didn't pray. I just felt this stood. He's already prayed. He didn't have to pray because he knew that the authority of Christ was his authority. He said, in the name of Jesus, now, why 
taken away from Christ. You hear me tonight? Bless him. My granddaughter was on a computer today looking at some information for my wife on inmates. She looked at me, she said, Papa, what's this to do with all these men that got the name Jesus? Yeah. It's well known among the Spanish. Yeah. So you see, anybody can have the name Jesus. But ain't but one Jesus that the authority goes with that name. Huh? Jesus Christ. And see, he's our redeemer. He's our savior. The kingdom did us. So to the part of his name, we can say, devil, you get out of here. Or we can say, be healed through the authority of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah to God. That's right. God's talking to me, brother. Amen. Lay it on him, Jesus. Yes, sir. Lay it on him, Lord. Son. I've seen it many times when I walked in a place the devil knew I was there. Right. Why? It was that authority right. of Jesus in my life. Yeah. I'm saying, God, where is it? Where is it? Where have I missed it? I've cast devil out. I've never wrestled with a one. I've never prayed all night long. I've just simply said, devil, in Jesus' name, you go. I cast the devil out of a man in prison, one out in the bar, never knew I'd done it. That's right. Wasn't no big commotion. He has to bow and submit to the authority of that name. We are the defense by the authority that he's given us. He said to the disciples, I give unto you all the authority. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. I give unto you authority. The same authority he's got. The church has the same authority. We are the defense. The defense moves in after the offense, takes it up, and they hold it. You watch them when they get to the two-yard line on the football game sometime. That other team got to get that ball out of that two yards, head to the other end. But they got to hold it and take it on in. Huh? Oh my God. Church. We're almost to the finish line. And the devil's trying to get in and take it. So we can declare us a loser. But we must hold our territory. We must hold what we are. And we must go into the finish line. And win for the cause of Christ. believe one of the things the enemy has stole from us and got us entangled in. And I know what the scripture said. Scripture teaches us to ask we shall receive. We know more mm, help me God about what the scripture says about receiving and asking than we do about Praising him and giving him thanks for what he's already won. Holy God, God, I'm telling you, church, we'll get back to realizing what Christ has done. And I got to pray in Monday morning.
No, I like to have a bit. Hallelujah. All of a sudden I'm realizing, God, we don't even realize the value you put upon us. I know now what he said. He Peter the spared and ripped not in the barn. Are we not of more value than that sparrow? Why? We're his creation. And Christ died for us. Not for that sparrow. But God beat the sparrow. So why are we of more value? Because Christ died for us. He gave himself. And I got to say, Lord, you put such a value upon us till you died for us. You went to that cross. And we let the devil sell us a cheap salvation and say, you know, that we ain't of no value to God. Well, we ain't ever sitting on the pew letting him talk to us like that. I want to give you the abbreviation for them words. So help me. As I was sitting there, this is the way God began to talk to me. And I normally don't do this. I got a pen and I went to write. You see, we don't fight for victory. We fight in victory. Huh? Church, we ain't fighting for the victory. And I said to God this week, Isaiah said, by his stripes, we was healed. Huh? Before it ever took place. You see, the victory done been won. But we'll let the enemy talk us out of it. So we're not fighting for the victory. That's what we've been taking. That's what I've been taking. I'm going to tell you how you win the battle in a few minutes. We think a lot of times that we got to go on a 10-day fast to get something from God. Fasting breaks the bands of bondage. He crucifies that old man. But let me tell you what the battle was won in the old church. And in that early church, it was in prayer, my friend. It was in prayer. Yeah, they fasted. But they didn't fast and not pray. The victory is won in that closet. I'm telling you, God said to me. And Paul said, pray and always. You see, the weapon is prayer. We pray our way out. We pray our way through the storm. Amen. I remember the night Lord was hit with a freight train. My brother John Wayne was down south somewhere in Revival. They called him, told him he needed to come home. He said he went to the Lord in prayer. He said immediately the heavens become brass. He said I felt like God was nowhere. He said I kept pressing. I kept pushing. After a while he said the heavens rolled back. And he said I seen angels. And I knew God was with him. Another lady said she Walked in the room, felt angels around that bed. You see, it was prayer that opened up heaven. My wife had just come off of a seven-day fast. But it was prayer and fasting that God got there when we needed him. That fasting broke that bondage in the flesh. Amen. Prayer. Prayer. So you see... Christ has done won the victory. We fight to hold the victory. All right. The word stand simply means to set place. 
That's the main meaning. Set place. In other words, drive your stake, honey. And say, I'm setting my place right here. This is God's territory. And I ain't giving it up. I'm not moving. That's what you first got to do. Huh? To set place. That's what Jesus done in that garden. I mean, in that wilderness. He said to the devil, No, I ain't moving. I done set in place that that I'm going to do. I've got my place set with God. And I'm not changing. Amen. He had his place set. And that devil couldn't move him. Then he offered him the world, see. But it means to remain. And Jesus was saying to the devil, I'm here to remain, son. I'm not running. I'm not getting out. I'm going to remain what I am for the Father. I'm going to remain the sacrifice. As I read this, God said to me, this is what he done. He set him a place in that wilderness to remain and continue. Words means continue. He said, I'm going to continue throughout eternity. Also means to be established. And God said to me, he established my kingdom. He established the soul of man through his blood. Amen. And this all look come together so easy. Also means to stand firm. Jesus said, I ain't backing up. I ain't backing down. He took authority. He was very firm when he took authority. Also means to be confirmed. He confirmed on that cross that he was the Son of God. He confirmed that he was the sacrifice for mankind and that through him victory was won. And the last word, to hold. He said, I've been confirmed. I've got it. Now I'm going to raise up the church to hold the ground that I purchased with my blood. See, we become the defense. We ought to hold what he's already purchased for us with his own blood. Now, see, we must stand firm and establish. Now, what was the weapons? Paul makes them right there was truth, righteousness, peace. It was faith, prayer, the word, and prayer. So our warfare, our weapons, is standing in the truth, holding to righteousness, having peace with God, and using the word of the sword. And praying always of, of believing God, having faith, and then the word. Church, we don't want to admit it. We, we are having a battle with our faith in God. And you can never get it corrected until you're willing to admit that your faith is weak or our faith is wavering and I felt God had said to me all day Sunday I've been you know fighting with my faith and I felt God said to me just hold what you got for just hold on the Lord said to me the morning I was praying the church is fixing to face two more categories of sin and faith that's going to rule what we are. You hear me tonight? I told my wife, I believe God showed me this was going to be to prove who was standing in the hour. God said to me, he said homosexuality and abortion 
is being accepted in the church as the truth. We must stand in the truth. And I felt the Lord said the homosexuality and against abortion was where you will be tested to see if you're going to give in and accept it or whether you're willing to say, no man, it's wrong. It's against the word of God. Huh? He's coming. It's pushed in on the church already here. The churches that accepted it. And we're going to have to rise up. And another meaning that word stand means to rise. Represents being resurrected. You know what I went to pray in? God, resurrect Bethel in this last hour to take a stand. Hallelujah. And to rise up above the rest of the compromisers and stand for the truth. Stand with me, please. I want to tell you what God said to me when I was praying yesterday. I want to ask you to do this. Any way you want to kneel, stand. God said, don't give an altar call. Coming down there asking me for nothing. You tell them to come praising me. What I've already done. Yes. Amen. I know God told me that. So I want you to come tonight thanking him. Yes. For the victory. Yes. That he's already given. Uh, yes. Amen. Yes. The victory's been won. Yes. 